Happy Saturday, everyone. My man, already in the chat. <laughs> Starting before I am in the chat room is the, is the greetard. Morning, my dude. Hope everything is going well for you out in Arizona. Um, yeah, of course my internet's slow. Well, I love my internet to double check that this is working. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, happy Saturday. Thank you for tuning in. Um, it's been exactly one year. One year. Um, I guess Tuesday. It will be exactly one year since I since I uh, moved to Nashville, and about a little over a year since I started doing live streams. I've been doing podcasts and stuff before, podcast interviews, comedy stuff, um, stuff I'm not entirely like proud of, <laughs> stuff I might delete in in the near future. Um, not that I'm ashamed, but just not that I want to like promote it. Um, I've left it up already. I've left it up to show people to like leave a history, to leave a record of who I once was and what I used to think and how far I've come. So I'm not like ashamed of it, like scrubbing it from the internet, but I also don't want to just like be promoting it or attaching it to myself like on purpose. So I'm going to like leave it up, but like take it down <laughs> if that makes any sense at all. Um, but yeah, I used to be used to be degenerate piece of crap and just try to be funny and offensive and rude and crude and um, controversial just for like the shock value of it and now I'm just better <laughs> I'm a better person doing better things so um, yeah but in the last year I've started doing these live streams where I've just given you a glimpse into my life into my thoughts what I'm working on in my head what I'm working through in my head um, things I'm learning, information I want to share with the world, and just topics, um, topics and advice that have helped me that I want to share with people. So this is live stream 40. I've done 40 streams in the last year. Um, thank you guys for coming along with me on that journey. I appreciate it. I love it. I thank you all <laughs> for the time, the time investment. Um, any donations you've given me, I truly appreciate those. All my pen pals who sent me letters and stuff, um, thank you. You guys are awesome. You guys rock. Um, keep doing that. I might have to cut off the pen pal letter soon, though, because I have, like, eight or nine right now, and that's, like, too much uh, time to, like, handwrite out long, well-thought-out letters. So I might either, like, invest in a typewriter, <laughs> like an old-timey typewriter, or, like, just start uh, typing out and emailing or something. But, um... Yeah, dude, my P.O. Box, you can send me stuff, artwork. People have sent me um, cool little comic strips that I read it from time to time. People send me, like, biblical pamphlets. Um, I've gotten a couple of awesome books. So thank you guys all for sending me cool stuff in, in my P.O. Box. I used to get candles. Uh, I'm kind of mad that uh, you-know-who stopped sending me the candles. Uh, now i got to go buy my own candles from, like, Publix and stuff. Um so if you guys want to send me art or candles or any cool stuff, my P.O. Box is um, Sean Corey, S-E-A-N-C-O-R-Y, P.O. Box 330-172, Nashville, Tennessee. Send me cool stuff. And uh, if you want to be my pen pal, do it quickly because uh, that uh, the capacity is, is reaching its limit for me in my life right now. Um, yeah, so yeah, one year... Um, 
since doing this and starting this, I'm going to do like a one-year marathon between Christmas and New Year. And in the next few weeks, I'm going to have like blocks of my live streams um, compiled together in little mini replay marathons. Um, I'm going to start this afternoon. Um, I don't like streaming while Owen streams. I know a lot of my fans are crossover with Owen, so I don't like to like overlap and cut off his time um, <laughs> and like intrude on him. Um, he's got... He's been labeling some, some awesome, some tasty, spicy gravy lately, so I don't want to get in the way of that at all. Um, so after his stream is over today, I'm going to start live stream marathon two, and then next week I'm going to do, I have three and four episode, or, uh, blocks. These are blocks of my streams. And then after Christmas and New Year's, I'm going to do like a best of series, like best of 2020. Um, so yeah, so yeah. Tune in. Stay in touch. Subscribe on dlive.tv slash Sean V. Planet um, to watch those. <laughs> to tune in at different parts of the streams and the different streams on different days. But yeah, thank you again, guys, for tuning in. Instagram, no video today because I'm, we're going to be pulling up some memes here and some videos here. And it's just too confusing. And anyone listening on a later date on my podcast feed, like as the audio only, Make sure to tune in video at some point to see the memes I'm talking about and the video I'm talking about because it's kind of cool. It's kind of important. Thank you guys for showing up on Instagram. I appreciate it. Um, Robert, Sean Diego, my boy Sean Diego is, is tuning in. What's going on, dude? Hope everything is well. Um, Burns Clan, nevertheless, June. Got some legends here. Again, everyone on Instagram, tune over, tune over to my DLive channel to uh, comment in the chat and watch this. Um, Job Bear says, WWG1WGA. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> like, I know what that means, but what does that mean, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Hey, people. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, sweet. Let's get into it. I'm going to play this first um, clip. This first clip here is called The History of Humanity. <laughs> the History of Humanity in one minute. So I'm going to play it now. again at the end if you missed it um audio podcast again tune in tune in to know what i'm talking about 
But here we go. We're going to start off today. So today, this is live stream 40 cultural battle. We're going to be talking about how to stand strong in the face of persecution and adversity in our world today and what you as a Christian can do about it. And just a God-loving, God-fearing man, what you should be doing, what steps you should be taking and some inspiration for you going forward into this chaotic and crazy world. Um, obviously, this year has been wild and crazy. I've loved it. I love it. <laughs> this has been a great year, an eye-opening year, a 2020 vision year, whether you asked for it or not. Um, but yeah, very productive, forcing you to grow, forcing you to go through your hardships and your struggles and shed, shed all the uh, excess weight that you didn't need, all the excess baggage you didn't need on yourself. Um, it's pushed you, not, not, not encouraged you, but physically pushed you off the edge, like baby birds, just pushed you off the edge and forcing you to fly and uh, correct your flaws and correct your errors and become a better person. And we'll look back on this year as a wild and crazy time full of events and headlines and, you know, children of the lie, people that are materialist and earthly will complain about it and, and say it's the worst year of all time. It's horrible. It's, it's evil. It's bad. But um, children of God will look back at it and almost almost miss it, almost wish that it was it was here again because it was very eye opening. It was very productive. It was very beneficial to us. And it caused us to spiritually grow and. Hopefully next year is the same, <laughs> but this year it did push us. It did force us to grow spiritually and become better people. So, um, yeah, this is a great time to be alive. It's a perfect time to be alive. You were made for this time. You were designed perfectly for this time and these battles ahead of you. And that's what this is, stream is going to be all about is examples, inspiration about how to do that, how to thrive and survive in this world being a child of God. Um, and we're going to talk about Daniel. We're going to talk a lot about the book of Daniel and some other stuff and my opinions and some advice and that. But let's start with a few memes here. Um, yeah, June Bear says, I've never had a time of more personal growth. It's been insane. Yes. This has been such, I mean, I started getting my life together last year in 2019, but this year it was uh, go time. <laughs> It's, it's pedal to the metal time. It's go time. You can't just keep talking about it. You can't keep in your mind thinking about getting better. You had to actually go get better. Um, you were pushed to, to get better. And so we'll be thankful for this in time. But yeah, here's a good meme explaining what we're talking about today. Um, 4chan Anonymous poster says, Better to die walking with God than live under Satan's boot. And Jesus, our Lord and Savior, replies, Yes. Anon. <laughs> Better to die walking with God than live under Satan's boot. Yes. Amen. Amen, Anon. Um, this is an awesome quote here from G.K. Chesterton. I keep hearing a lot about this guy. I haven't actually read anything from him. I haven't done any research into him. He's added on my reading list. My ever-increasing reading list is... Uh, yeah, I'm spiraling out of control with the books I'm about to read. I, I'm, I have some good ones coming up for my stream, so um, stay tuned. I have some, some book reviews coming up in the next couple months. But we'll add G.K. Chesterton to the list, and maybe uh, by summer next year, <laughs> I will be able to read some of his stuff and comment on stream about some of his stuff. But this is an awesome quote here I found, awesome little picture to go along with it. G.K. Chesterton says, we do not want a church that will move with the world, 
We want a church that will move the world. And yes, the American church is weak. <laughs> it's cucked so bad. It's uh, broken. It's spiritually distant from God. It's all about um, size and noise and, and appearance and feelings and emotions. Um, there's no strength. There's no honor. There's no, no, no like righteous masculinity and no divine femininity in the church. It's just um, moving with the world, <laughs> moving with the world, becoming one with the culture of this world instead of standing their ground, planting their feet, digging deep and um, embracing for impact and refusing to move or be bent or swayed with the forces of our culture and our society. So again, G.K. Chesterton, awesome quote, something that we need to take to heart. We do not want a church that will move with the world. We want a church that will move the world. Move the world. Yeah. This is awesome from Esther. Book of Esther. <laughs> I love, I love, I love Esther. Um, perhaps you were created for such a time as this. Perhaps you were created for such a time as this. I'll offer to say you were definitely created. <laughs> you were created and tested and tried and molded and forged for such a time as this. 2020 was a year that was in your destiny. In your destiny. You can complain about it. You can, you can whine about it. You can be thankful it's over. But you were made exactly who you are and who you were for a reason for this year and for the next year that, that, that is upon us soon. Um, you were made and created for such a time as this and such a time as will come. Um, this is a good one too. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life because of me will save it. From Luke. Luke is awesome. I've been reading a chapter a day every day in Luke starting on December 1st. There's 24 chapters in Luke. So it's the whole story of Christ, the story of redemption, the story of forgiveness, the story of compassion, all wrapped up into a beautiful book, the book that changed my life forever. I'm so thankful for the book of Luke, <laughs> the gospel of Luke. It's an amazing book. It's an amazing read. And I've been reading one chapter a day every day until the 24th. And on the 25th, you can be fully appreciative of who your Lord and Savior is, was, and will forever be. And this quote from Luke 9 is, For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. You will lose your life if you're thinking of only it. But whoever loses his life because of me, because of Christ Jesus, in the name of your Lord and Savior, will save it. It's an amazing quote. Amazing quote from an amazing book. Read Luke. Catch up. Catch up and, and finish with me. Finish the 24th book on the 20, on Christmas Eve with me. And this one's a good one. Matthew's, of course, Matthew, Matthew's a good one. That's obviously where everyone starts when they start reading the New Testament. Um, and chapter 5 is the Sermon on the Mount. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It's some of the best moral advice of all time. Um, delivered in one sitting. 
<laughs> recorded from one speech given on one one mountaintop, one one hilltop. But Matthew five sixteen reads, "In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven." Let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. May you be the lighthouse. May you shine your light out into this dark world. Um, so before we get into this, we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dive deep into the book of Daniel. Um, let's check the chat. Thank you on Instagram, everyone, for showing up. Tune in on my D Live channel to catch this. Um, you can also find me on Twitch and YouTube and Periscope, but I just don't like and trust those companies as much. DLive's awesome. DLive's amazing. DLive and BitChute um, going forward. Definitely the best. Um, yeah, Jim Bear says, have you watched anything by Pastor Steven Anderson? Yes, I've seen a couple sermons and I've seen some clips. Um, that guy's awesome. <laughs> I disagree with him on some of his beliefs, but I I mean, I'm a, a big admirer of his passion and his and his courage and his strength. That is a strong man of God speaking boldly and true in the name of in the name of our Lord and Savior. Um, he does not back down. He does not give in. He's unafraid of saying what needs to be said. Although I disagree with him on stuff. I respect him so much. Um, there's another guy. There's a pastor in Nashville. Um, I went to his church three or four times. I've listened to a lot of his sermons from the past year. I caught up on some old sermons, and then I've been I've been watching his live stream. I'm, I'm unable to go on Sundays anymore because he's a little far away um, from me. He's in Mount Juliet, which is just outside of Tennessee. It's like northeast of Tennessee. Or I'm sorry, Nashville in Tennessee. <laughs> He's northeast of Nashville in Mount Juliet, and I'm in like South Nashville, and I work on Sunday nights, so I'm in I'm in Brentwood, which is south of South Nashville. So I'm just a little inconveniently far away to get to work on time if I go to his church. But I watch his live streams, and he's a man of God. His name's Greg Locke, Pastor Greg Locke. I disagree with him on some stuff. Like I'll sit there and be like, Yeah, I just that you know, I just I don't think that's right. But his passion and his truth is just radiating out. Like he might be wrong, but he's not lying. <laughs> so the same thing with Stephen Anderson. He reminds me a lot about Pastor Locke, someone who's just unafraid to stand up in the face of adversity, in the face of persecution, and speak the truth of God and share the Gospels with the world. Um, strong men doing strong things. Uh, I love it. See, I disagree with Stephen Anderson on some things. I disagree with Pastor Greg Locke on some things. But I do respect the heck out of them. <laughs> I respect the heaven out of them. There are good men doing good things, and they're waking up other young men to do other good things in this world. So yeah, thanks, Jim Bear. Um, thanks everyone for showing up. Robear, Jabear, Full Greetsard. Uh, my girlfriend's in the chat asking me like questions that she should be like texting me, <laughs> telling me things she should be like having a private conversation with me about. Thank you, I guess. Nevertheless, Ascension Bear, um, thank you everyone for tuning in. Um, yeah, Ascension Bear on Instagram, does anyone see that clip of Steven Anderson throwing a guy out? His band hammer is not weak. Yes, that was an amazing, amazing clip. Yeah. 
He's like, we got gays outside protesting us. I don't have time for this. <laughs> Get him out of here. He's like, if he won't leave, carry him out of here. <laughs> and man of God. And then they painted the crowd and it's like multiracial. You'd expect a guy like that saying something like that. You'd expect that crowd to just be like, white men. Oh, a bunch of old white men, old racist white men. You look at the crowd, it was like young people, old people, people holding babies, Couples, like black people, Asians, women, men, like the, the crowd is so diverse. And that tells you something. That tells you that the truth speaks to everybody. The truth of God, the true word of God speaks to all hearts, all creation. The lies, the, the lies these screens tell you about racism and classism and sexism and transphobicism and Islamophobicism and <laughs> all the isms and ists and all you isms out there. The truth of God speaks to everyone's heart, everyone's soul. No matter where you came from, no matter where you're going, no matter what skin you were born with, eye color you are born with, whatever, whatever. The truth of God, told by men of God, it just it just shoots out, shoots out like a like a like a laser beam into everyone's hearts and into everyone's souls, and draws them in like magnets. People who are thirsty for the truth of God will seek it out like magnets. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, Ascension Bear. Um, Tune in on DLive Ascension to, to, see, to see the stream. DLive.tv slash Planet. You can catch the replay at bitshoot.com slash Planet. But let's get into it. I'll check the chat in a little bit. Thank you guys for tuning in. Send your questions and comments in the chat. Um, but let me start off the stream um, now. <laughs> 20 minutes into the stream. Let me start off the stream now by explaining the book of Daniel. Let's dive deep into the book of Daniel today, folks. Chapter 1 of Daniel. Um, the righteous men, the righteous exiles conquered and captured by the Babylonians from Jerusalem, from Israel. The righteous men choose faithfulness to the Torah, and it puts them in danger while in captivity. But God delivers them, and they end up being elevated by the king of Babylon for their faithfulness. Chapter 2, the king of Babylon has a dream that only Daniel is able to interpret. A dream of a statue made of four different types of metal, which symbolizes a sequence of kingdoms, the head of which is Babylon itself. Then a huge rock comes to shatter, shatter and scatter the statue, which becomes a huge mountain. Daniel claims that the statue represents a succession of human kingdoms following from Babylon who will all fill God's world with violence. But one day, God's kingdom will come to confront and humble the arrogant kingdoms of this world and fill this place with the healing justice of God's reign and God's rule. Chapter 3 Daniel's three friends and co-captives in Babylon refuse to bow down and worship a huge golden idol statue, one which also represents the king in his physical imperial power. Because of their refusal to obey the commands of men over the laws of God, the friends are persecuted, 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's taken me a while to learn those names. Um, (laughs) um, But yes, these three friends are persecuted for their refusal to obey the commands of men over that of God. They're thrown into a fiery furnace, but God delivers them from death, and they're exalted by the king who now acknowledges their God is the true one. And then after that, Daniel gets a little wild and crazy. (laughs) It gets poetic, it gets apocalyptic, um, it gets uh, prophetic. But we're going to keep going. Chapter 4 and 5, this pair of stories, chapters 4 and 5, are kind of formed in a pair, a pairing of stories, which are about two separate Babylonian kings. Nebuchadnezzar and his descendant, Belshazzar. I believe it was his grandson. Some people say it's his son. I believe it was his grandson or his nephew. But King Nebuchadnezzar, the first king that persecuted the three friends, and his descendant, Belshazzar, who we'll see will eventually persecute Daniel. But both of these kings are filled with pride because of their physical, material, earthly power. So God warns them both through dreams and then visions, which only Daniel can interpret. He says that both of these kings are to humble themselves before God, and both of these kings arrogantly resist. As a result, Nebuchadnezzar is stricken with madness and becomes like a beast in the field. And then he humbles himself before God. And his humanity returns to him. He is restored as king. This is in contrast. That's why the stories is, are, are aligned and connected. Because the story of Nebuchadnezzar becoming a beast and then returning to God afterwards, after realizing the error of his ways, this is in contrast with Belshazzar, who does not humble himself before God, even goes as far as mocking God and his obedient children, And as a result, is assassinated that very night. His empire is taken over that very night. These two stories that are paired together, 4 and 5, chapter 4 and 5 of the book of Daniel, these two stories have shades of Genesis 1 and 2 and Psalm 8, where human beings are depicted as the royal image of God. Our Father in heaven has given us authority to rule over the beasts of the field and the birds of the air. On behalf of God, who is the world's true and only king? But when humans forget that, when they rebel and make themselves and their power into a false god, they become less than human-like. They become violent beasts who will face God's justice in time. They will thrive here and now, and they will become violent beasts in time. Chapter 6 of Daniel this is where it gets really good. This is, this is the famous one. This is the uh, famous, famous chapter of the book of Daniel. This time it is Daniel who is being persecuted. This time the persecution has come for Daniel. He is living and serving humbly, honestly, and obediently in the royal court of the Persian Empire, who conquered and now rule over Babylon. Other powerful men conspire to remove him from the court 
because his good nature and righteousness pose a threat to their own earthly ambitions. Daniel refuses to pray and worship the Persian king Darius as a god. So like his friends, Daniel is sentenced to death and is thrown into a den of hungry lions. But God delivers him from the beasts. Like his friends in the past, this king also exalts Daniel and praises his God, the God. Yeah. Closed the mouths of the lions and protected his obedient servant. Chapter 7 is where it gets really crazy. And we're not going to get too big into all of the dreams and the revelation and <laughs> the end times prophecies and the predictions. But just in general, chapter 7 of Daniel and beyond is uh, Daniel is now having dreams of his own that he cannot understand until an angelic messenger explains it to him. He sees a series of four beasts, one like a lion, one like a bear, one like a winged leopard, all symbolizing an arrogant kingdom. And last of all these beasts is a super creature identified as a really evil empire. One with lots of horns that typically symbolize kings in the Old Testament. There is one large horn on it. An image of an arrogant king who exalts himself above God and persecutes God's people. But then God, who is called the Ancient of Days, comes to set up his throne. He destroys the super beast and then exalts the Son of Man who comes up with him to sit at God's right hand, to share in God's rule over the nations. The... Uh, the constant theme of the book of Daniel are stories and accounts of faithfulness despite persecution. Ones, stories that is, that are meant to offer hope to God-suffering people among the nations who suffer only because king human kingdoms have rebelled against God and as a result have become earthly beasts. The visions within the book encourage us to have patience, that God's children are to wait in obedience for him to bring his kingdom and his rule over our world and vindicate all of his suffering people now or later. The purpose of this book is so that all of us, all of us can find a pattern, a purpose, and a promise in our present state. Wherever you are now, you have a pattern, a purpose, and a promise from God. A pattern that human beings and their kingdoms become violent beasts and worshipers of the false idols of this material world. They distance themselves from their creator when they choose to redefine right and wrong and do not acknowledge that God is their true king. A purpose and that we all have an important role to play at our designated specific place in the history of this world. You were created for such times as these. God created us specifically for this time in this place to face hardships and persecution, to not only test us, but to strengthen us and to prepare us to advance his glory here and now before entering into his kingdom 
forever after. Daniel also holds a promise, a promise that one day God will confront the beast. He will rescue his world and his people by bringing his kingdom over all nations and all peoples. So for every generation, every eye to see and every ear to hear, this book speaks to a message of hope that should motivate faithfulness and obedience to our creator and the true king of everything. This book speaks to a message of hope that should motivate faithfulness and obedience to our creator and the true king of everything. We're going to get into it more, but let me check on the chat. Um, the fire was so hot it killed the men who threw them in. Yeah, the guard, the people who prepared the furnace, the fiery furnace that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were to be thrown in, the people, the guards at the, at the gates of the furnace were, were killed, but the three men were protected. The three men were joined by a fourth who was, um, some say the Holy Spirit, most say it was Christ himself. Um, but there was a fourth man when the, when the king looked in, when the king looked in at, the, at the, the three friends of Daniel who were not being incinerated by the flames that were so hot they were incinerating the people that threw them in. Um, chapter 9 is no longer taught by rabbis. It tells to the day when Jesus enters the city on Palm Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it um, you can read it for yourself. It's very confusing. It's very debatable um, by a lot of people. The rest of the book of Daniel, it's very prophetic and it speaks a lot to Revelation. It ties in with Revelation in a lot of ways. There's like shades. Um, some people think that all of the predictions were about Rome, were about the Roman Empire and the leading up to Christ, and some people believe that it, it carries on through to today, that these visions and these messages carry on through to our current state of living in Babylon, <laughs> the Babylonian Empire we are currently living in. Um, there's just so much debate and so much confusion that I'm not an expert in. Um, I just know and love and appreciate and can understand the messages and the takeaways from the, from the first six and seven chapters of Daniel. We, um, the Jewish students would always say, according to Daniel, Messiah has already come. Yeah, okay. The Jewish students would always say, according to Daniel, Messiah has already come. Like, came before Daniel? Or like, from right now, because of Daniel, it, like Messiah has already come. I mean, the Messiah has come. <laughs> the Messiah has come, and the Jews who rejected the Logos and the love of God put him on a tree and killed him. Tried to kill him, but they couldn't. And that's why they're all grumpy and angry. <laughs> that's why the Jews of today who still continue to reject the Logos of God, the truth that is God's only, only son sent, to, sent here to sacrifice himself for us and for our sins, and teach us and provide us a, 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 a path back towards the Father, <laughs> a path back towards his kingdom, those who continue to reject that suffer and die here on this earth. They suffer and die. They are the ones who are the materialists. They're the atheists. They're the radicals, the revolutionaries. They're the people of this world who live and die and fight for their lives, their own selfish lives in this world, this here and now place right now. They live by the flesh, they die by the flesh. Um, and those who love and trust and accept 
and embrace and worship the one true God and his only son that he sent to us and for us, um, those people are elevated into God's kingdom and brought into eternity with God. Um, yeah. That's why they're all grumpy all the time. <laughs> they don't have the truth and the love in their hearts. So they're all grumpy. They're all angry about stuff. They're always trying to change stuff and, and cause disruptions and, you know, we're going to make the world a utopia. It's like they're all grumpy because they have this emptiness in their heart that's not being filled with God. They're not really truly tapping into God's God's truth and God's love. Um, that light of God is not being filled, and they're just living in the darkness of this world. Let me check Instagram chat. I saw it popping off. Uh, right on. Thank you. Okay, cool. Yeah, everyone on Instagram, tune in on DLive to ask me and send me chat questions. Um, yeah, and we'll go. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for sending questions. I appreciate it. I'll get back to them here in a minute. But there are some more important takeaways from Daniel that I want to discuss. Um, some key points here. The secular world will challenge our faith. The secular world will challenge our faith. Oh, Lordy, he clapping. He clapping. <laughs> the secular world will challenge our faith. <laughs> Living by faith in Jesus Christ is contrary to secular society. Don't get that confused. Don't, don't lie to yourself and pretend that, that, that living truly living by faith in Christ will let you blend in and have a comfortable life in the secular world. Living by faith in Jesus Christ is contrary to secular society. He warns us and advises us and tells us about that multiple times. Christians will face pivotal moments that demand a choice. Christians will face pivotal moments that demand a choice. Are you willing to make it? Are you willing to stand up and stand strong in the face of the choice you are going to be called to make? It is through God's grace that we endure hardship for the faith. It is through God's grace that we endure hardship for the faith. Embrace the struggle. Embrace the hardship. For God's glory is worth the suffering we endure. His glory, our Father's glory, is worth the suffering we endure. It's worth it in the end. Push through it. Make the choice. Embrace the hardship. Embrace the suffering. Don't seek it out. <laughs> Don't take comfort and pleasure in it, but embrace it. Endure it. Push through it. Overcome it. You will be rewarded with heavenly treasures for your earthly pains. Do not allow the perception of pain or fear or future hardship stifle or corrupt your faith. Know that the suffering has a purpose in your life. Know that the suffering has a purpose in your life and in God's plan for us all. Satan has placed things in our lives and in the world to keep us from pursuing God's glory and to seek instead our own safety and our own stuff. <clears throat> you can go back to my last stream if you missed it to hear all my thoughts about satanic safety and stuff. 
We are tempted to choose not to do the right thing so that we can pursue doing what we ourselves think is best for us. We are often led to think temporally and materialistically instead of trusting and knowing God will protect and or reward us for our obedience and struggles in his name. Do not flee from the snares of the devil, but put on God's armor and stand your ground. Daniel and his friends were forced into Babylon to test them, to strengthen them, and use them to advance his kingdom to every corner of the world and in all the pages of history. God works in mysterious ways to remove the idols that we put in his place. God works in mysterious ways to remove the idols that we put in his place. Yeah. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 reads, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Do not flee from the snares of the devil. Put on God's armor and stand your ground. You were made to endure it. You were given the skills and the resources to endure the hardship that faces you now. Um, <clears throat> so keep in mind, keep in mind going forward that trauma is not new and life here on earth is challenging. Fact. Life here on earth is challenging. Your life has trauma and struggles in it. It's not new. Know it. Accept it. Embracing struggle and persecution and earthly trials and tribulations will make you better and lead you towards righteousness. That's, that should just be put on a plaque in your room. whenever. So whenever you hear the words 2020, the year 2020, just remember that embracing struggle, persecution, Earthly trials and tribulations will make you better and lead you towards righteousness. Spreading the glory of God and the earthly kingdoms rules over by, ruled over by the children of Satan will be met with resistance. Walk into it confidently, knowing your final result is heavenly treasures. Walk into it, walk into resistance confidently, knowing your final result is heavenly treasures. Use the resources that God has placed into your life to spread his glory. Do not merely consume or worship what has been given to you. The temporary safety and stuff is to be used, not worshipped. Use the things of this world. Don't worship it. Worship God alone. For God is refining us, disciplining us, pushing us to be better constantly through the hardships and the struggles here and now. These are just temporary periods of discomfort and pain and not permanent suffering or death. Always accept God's discipline as a correction of unrighteous behavior. Be mindful in growing, building, and improving constantly. And remember always that we have his word at our disposal. We have each other. And we have the Holy Spirit within us. 
We are going to win in the end. We are going to win in the end. <laughs> and the resources to achieve that victory are at your disposal now and always. Step confidently into your destiny as a loyal servant of your creator. Yeah. Yeah. Plumber Bear, shout out, says, D-Live running slow for me. Sorry, brother. If you can't, if you can't watch on D-Live and you're on my Instagram, or if you're on, um, if you're not watching, if you're watching live and it's slow or choppy or something, the replay of this will be up on my BitChute channel, bitshoot.com slash Planet, and on my audio channel on um, Sean B. Planet. You can subscribe and follow on Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts. I think it's going to be on iTunes now or soon. And there's a few other places like Amazon's app. I think you can find me on that. And I'm not sure the names of a few other places, but just check your podcast places wherever you watch podcasts or, or watch <laughs> wherever you listen to podcasts and you can find find the replay audio. Um, the gospel is foolishness to those who are perishing, says bear in mind bear. The gospel is foolishness to those who are perishing. Yes. It's a life raft that they're refusing to accept because they've been told that it's bad. <laughs> they've been told they're convinced by this world, by the parents, by the, by the teachers, by their peers, by the TV screens. They've been told not to touch the, uh, the life preserver as they're drowning in the water. <laughs> so instead of just knowing the truth in their heart and reaching out for the life preserver to save them and bring them into salvation... They're listening to the people of this world tell them that that life preserver is bad and icky and wrong and evil. And instead of having them having the life preserver draw them into salvation, they are going to continue to suffer and drown in the waters. Um, it's sad, but it's the way it goes. It's reality. Everyone has a choice. Everyone has provided the resources they need. Um, are they willing to overcome? Are they willing to step forward? Are they willing to reach out and grab that life preserver or not? Or are they going to continue living in and by and for this world? The people of this world, the things of this world, the stuff of this world, the perceived safety of this world. Are they going to choose this world or are they going to choose to humble themselves and choose God in his right ways? Are they willing to reach out and grab that life preserver God's throwing out to us? Or are they going to just continue to trust their own thoughts, their own opinions, the, the stuff of this world that tells them and teaches them wrong? Are they going to continue trusting that or are they going to take a leap of faith and trust God? So yes, the gospel is foolishness to those who are perishing. Sadly, that's why we spread it. <laughs> we encourage people to read it. We tell people we live as, as shining lights. We, sh we live as shining beacons of light out into the dark world. And welcome the people who want to come into Safe Harbor. And if they want to just continue to be lost and drowned out in sea, so be it. You have to let them suffer until they die. Let them suffer. Let them drown. Let them live in their darkness. But you continue to be the light shining out. shining. Let, let God live in you, live through you, and shine outwards through you towards that the people living in the darkness of this world. And let them choose to come to you. Let them choose to come into the safe harbor and welcome them with open, loving, truthful, honest arms when they do. 
be there ready, waiting, and willing to welcome them home when they want to return. But you can't force them to return. So yes, the gospel is foolishness to those who are perishing. That's an awesome comment, bear in mind. Um, Yeah. So let's talk here um, about the writing on the wall from chapter 5. King Belshazzar, again, not the first king that um, conquered Jerusalem and took Daniel and his friends into exile, but the uh, descendant of Nebuchadnezzar, was King Belshazzar, who gave in to the earthly temptations of this earthly place and indulged in his self-made safety and his physical stuff. He paid the price for it in the here and in the forever after. Kingdoms rise and fall based on God's plan, and he alone is sovereign over them. The fall of Babylon and the rise of the Persian Empire was not a natural or spontaneous historical progression, as we're led to often believe. It was ordained by God. Daniel and his fellow Jews were placed into exile at his hand and for his purpose. The struggle and hardships serve a larger, greater, beautiful purpose beyond his own understanding. The words written magically on the wall were understood but not interpreted. They were understood but not interpreted. Daniel not only refuses material rewards until this point, but he stands confidently in the face of a powerful king to deliver God's judgment. Daniel confidently challenges the king's sovereignty by proclaiming God's. Do not be afraid to suppress the truth out of fear in what may happen to you as a result. Be the light that shines out into the darkness and do not be afraid to suppress the truth out of fear in what may happen to you as a result. Be like Daniel. Always choose to be like Daniel. One who chooses to stay spiritually close to his creator and trusting in him over any or all of the hardships and persecutions that this world may hold. Dedicate yourself to being encouraged and confident as opportunities arise to let God be God in your life. Let God be God in your life. Let go of yourself and let God do his work. Let go of yourself and let God do his work. In chapter 6, Daniel's obedience to God becomes a threat to the politicians and the powerful men of a kingdom. So these men conspired against them. His integrity stood in the way of the children of the lie, and his friends, and as his friends, had previously been persecuted for their noble and righteous actions, so too did Daniel face a perilous position for his trusting faith. He faced a choice, bow before the secular pressure to conform or maintain his spiritual commitment. He chose to remain obedient to God and follow his right ways and rejected the pressures, pains, and potential life-ending consequences of disobeying the demands of the culture. I'm going to read that again. His integrity, Daniel's integrity, stood in the way of the children of the lie 
And as his friends had previously been persecuted for their noble and righteous actions, so too did Daniel face a perilous position for trusting faith. He faced a choice. Bow before the secular pressure to conform or maintain his spiritual commitment. Daniel chose to remain obedient to God and rejected the pressures, pains, and potential life-ending consequences of disobeying the demands of the culture. Now you do it. <laughs> now you do that. Um, now how do we, now how do you do that? How do we avoid being ensnared by Satan and win the cultural battle we are in? How do we win this cultural battle? First, we be vigilant. We remain vigilant. First Peter chapter 5, verses 8 through 9 read, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Stand firm in the faith. Because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. <clears throat> Keep yourself above reproach. Um, always keep yourself above reproach. Also from 1 Peter, but chapter 2, verse 9, you, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him when who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. You were once in that darkness. You were called out of it. You walked forward in faith towards the light. You, wel you were welcomed into, the, into the, the safe harbors of God's kingdom. Now you do the same. You return the favor to those around you, to those lost in and around you and your life, in and around this culture we live in, this society, the civilization we live in, you now, you go and declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. You go do that now. And continue seeking the things of God over and above what the world has to offer. Matthew chapter 6, one of my favorite books in the entire Bible. It's Matthew 6. Verse 33 reads, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all things will be given to you. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all things will be given to you. Amen. And rely on God's sovereignty alone. Um, Colossians 1 Chapter 1, verses 16 through 17 read, For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And Ephesians chapter 1, verses 11 through 14 Read, in him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, 
who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, when you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance unto the redemption of those who are God's possession, to the praise of his glory. In the face of intense opposition and extreme persecution, in the face of intense opposition and extreme persecution, Daniel refused to hide his God-given identity and stepped forward into his destiny confidently. In the shadow of the valley of death, Daniel truly feared no evil. He had confidence that whatever the outcome, he wanted God to find him blameless. This story is all about these events. The story and all of these events are not just interesting biographies. It's not just a historical account, but lessons from God in teaching the faithful and strengthening their obedience. Remind yourself often, remind yourself often that God is always faithful to his covenantal promises. Upon your creation, you entered into a covenant with our Heavenly Father, and only our disobedience is perilous to us. Only our own disobedience is perilous to us. Our refusal, our refusal to grab the life raft, the <laughs> life preserver, our disobedience to God is perilous to us. Choose to seek him and follow his right ways. Stand confidently in this crazy, confusing, emotional world and reject the temptations of safety and stuff provided by Babylonian beast systems that control and dictate our wicked culture. We are in a cultural battle and a spiritual war. Stand your ground, put on God's armor, and play the role that you were made for and combat the evil that seeks to destroy you in the now and forever. Play your role you were made for and combat the evil that seeks to destroy you in the now and in the forever. Uh, yeah. Looks like DLive is tripping out. No more chats going. So anyone on Instagram? <laughs> Instagram was supposed to be the backup, and now, now it's the primary. Any chats, any questions, send them my way, Instagram, um, and I'll get to them here. Um, we'll start to get to the end here. Uh, kind of wrapping up here. And then we'll play the history of man again and uh, call it a day. Let you get on with your weekends. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Sorry the DLive is messed up. I love DLive. I trust DLive, but sometimes it does kind of glitch out and freak out. It's tweaking. It's tweaking. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we'll wrap up. Some final thoughts here about Daniel and everything. But Nebuch King Nebuchadnezzar was having wild dreams and sought to have them interpreted. 
dreams were very important to people of this time and in this place. So he called those who typically understood and worshipped them to help. These pagan magicians and sorcerers were called to interpret the king's dream before knowing what it was even about. The king then killed those who failed in their task. When the Israeli captives were about to be called in next to attempt the interpretation, Daniel sought the help of the creator of our universe for aid. He called upon God to help him interpret the dreams of the king, and so it was done. Daniel did not shy or run away from the pagan practices and the culture of Babylon. He engaged in it when called to do so and relied not on his own talents and understandings, but on the truth and power of our heavenly father. Daniel did not disassociate with the culture. He engaged in it to further advance God's kingdom. Again, Daniel did not disassociate with the culture he engaged in it to further advance God's kingdom. He chooses to stay, that is, Daniel chooses to stay and be an advisor to this pagan king. He doesn't find an escape route or seek to remove himself from the king's court. He saw his role in pagan Babylon as a spiritual advisor and visionary. He felt like he was called to be there. God placed him there for ministry despite the wickedness and disbelief of this kingdom and its royal court. Daniel engages in the culture with confidence. Daniel engages in the culture with confidence, hope, loyalty, and faith. He advances God's kingdom from within the empire of Babylon. He advances God's kingdom from within the pagan, satanic, evil empire of Babylon. What are you going to do? Are you going to run and hide from the Babylon of today? Or are you going to engage in the culture to advance God's kingdom? Are you going to stand strong and confidently and trust and rely on God and his understanding? Not your own talents, not your own thoughts, your own egotistical self. Are you going to rely on God to help you in this culture we're in, in this state we're in today, in this year, this evil year, this evil place, this evil government, this evil this, evil that, evil that, what are you doing about it? Are you running and hiding? Are you being a victim? Are you uh, <laughs> trying to escape? Are you just longing for escape routes? Or are you standing strong, standing firm, accepting and embracing the hardships and the persecution that will come in doing so, and advancing God's kingdom with God's help? I hope you're choosing the latter. Um, Phoenix Bear, thank you my dude, says looking forward to watching this later. Still don't have the Christmas tree up, so that's what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> your pagan tree in your house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I see where the priorities are, Phoenix Bear. Putting up your pagan tree in your house. Okay. I'm just kidding, brother. I love you. Um, that's awesome. Life comes first. Life, life comes first, guys. Your life. Your eternal life comes first. Doing what's right comes first. Entertainment and culture comes second. Um, but yeah, some final takeaways and then I'll wrap up here and we'll play the video again. But God has always been and will always be sovereign over everything. Do not get it twisted. 
<laughs> Do not get it twisted. God has always been and will always be sovereign over everything. But remember that as Christians in this world, to be in this world and not to be of it. Live in this world temporarily, but don't become it. Don't be swallowed up by it. We live in a culture that is not our promised land, and we are essentially living in a constant state of exile, here and now, right as we speak. <laughs> we are constantly living in a state of constant exile. We are in a state of spiritual warfare, truly, and we will be met with cultural battles that we must stand up and fight against. Do so with confidence, compassion, truth, and love at all times. The overall takeaway from the book of Daniel is to believe God is who God says he is, and that he will do what he says he will do. This is not merely a suggestion. We are to live ordered and obedient lives according to God's will. Again, I'm going to read this because I love this from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and God's special possession, that you may be declared, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. Touched on it much, much earlier. But it's not about your race or your sex or your gender or your whatever, your hair color, your eye color, your height, your this, your that. Anything that happened to you in your past, anything that is happening to you right now in this moment, anything that you were born with, any baggage you carry, any trauma in your life, any hardships and struggles you've had to endure in the past, all of it can lead you towards his light. He is calling you out of the darkness and into his royal priesthood. You are a chosen person. Stop worrying about the past. Let go. We all have trauma, big and small. Um, we all have hardships and struggles. We all have problems in our lives. Overcome them now and go forward into his light. Get out of the darkness. Grab, reach out and grab that life preserver. Um, Stop calling it foolish because the screens and your peers and your parents have told you that it's foolish. Reject it. Choose God and his light and draw yourself out of the darkness of this world and this place and this culture. And seek at all times the righteous path of God and choose to follow Jesus Christ, his son, the true embodiment of our heavenly father's logos and love. The true embodiment of our Heavenly Father's logos, truth, and love. Do the right thing no matter what hardships or persecutions you may face. Do the right thing. Remain obedient, humble, sacrificial, honest, trusting, and loving at all times. Remain obedient, <laughs> humble, sacrificial, honest, trusting, and loving at all times. Make these your priorities in life. You are a soul that has a body for now. 
Make sure that it is staying close to God at all times and carrying out his will, not the will of your flesh or the demands of those around you now. Let them suffer and die. Let them live in the darkness. You choose God's light. You do what's right now. Now do it. Now go do it. <laughs> now go. <laughs> live, choose to live a moral life. Live a moral life. Be noble, be righteous, live a no moral life. Seek perfection through Christ's teachings and example. Accept his sacrifice for you and love one another and love God now and always. Now and always going forward. Reject modernism and the teachings of man. Let those around you suffer and die if they refuse to accept the Lord and his grace. Battle the culture and do so with hope, confidence, truth, and love. Battle the culture with hope, confidence, truth, and love. Our culture will seek to invert that. <laughs> they want you full of despair. They want you, they want you confused and un, unconfident. They want you believing lies, living in lies, and they want you full of anger and fear. The last thing our culture wants is for you to choose God, choose the Lord and his grace, and do so and fight the battle, fight against them with God's hope, God's confidence, God's truth, and God's love. It's the last thing they want. Do, do it. Do so now. <laughs> Go forward and do so now. Be righteous, which is the act of adhering to a standard. Be righteous, which is the act of adhering to a standard. If God himself is the standard of what is right, which we all know deep down is true, then righteousness is adherence to God. Be an obedient servant of your creator. Follow him and his right ways. So we'll wrap it up now and I'll just start repeating everything. But yeah. Yeah. Subscribe, find, follow me on all the things. I'm on all the things. Social media, Sean V. Planet. Uh, website, Sean V. Planet. Linktree.com slash Sean V. Planet for all my links. Thank you, Instagram, for tuning in. Plumber Bear, War Bear, Switchbacks, my boy Timmy. I'm about to play a commercial for my boy Timmy and his company. Go support him and Mountain Folk. They're awesome. My boy Tim is doing good things, doing great things out there. He makes great merch, and it goes to help fund a great cause, truly great cause. And he's truly helping them. He's not just saying it. <laughs> he's actually helping donate money to a good cause with the, perf with the profits from a great company doing great things. Um, so yeah, go support them. MTN, F-O-L-K, Mountain Folk. And my boy Switchbacks, Timmy Johnson, out there crushing it, doing amazing things, fun things. I love you, brother. Keep it up. Phone Show, Livin' Lovin', my girl Livin' Lovin', and Madison Mason, my other girl. Thank you for tuning in. I love you and appreciate you. Joe Gagan, Full Blown Greetard, Plumber Bear, Ascension Bear. Man, you guys rock. You guys are awesome. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for putting up with whatever technical difficulties were happening out there with DLive. Um, I respect and appreciate you tuning in on the Saturday morning. Um, Phoenix Bear, rewind the tape. 
rewind the tape and watch later after you're done decorating your pagan Christmas tree. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, brother. Have a good one. Have a great Saturday, everyone. Um, take care. Do good. Be good. Love and be loved. Um, and yeah, always keep. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. I'm gonna I'm gonna play out. I'm gonna play out here with the history of humanity. So stay tuned in here. Um, again, oh the history of humanity summarized in one clip. Um, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, so I'm going to play that out. But yeah, be good, do good, love and be loved, truly. And always remember faith, loyalty, hope. Keep it at the forefront of your mind. And be obedient and loving and adhering to God. Stay righteous. And fight the culture. Fight the cultural battle you are in right now with hope, confidence, truth, and love. You will not lose. God is with you. And he's made you and designed you perfectly for this place and this time. Embrace it. Embrace the struggle and combat the culture. And yeah, love you guys. Have a great weekend. Tune in next week. Um, I'm going to be talking about the masks and the pandemic. So it'll be good. It'll be good and controversial. <laughs> but right on. Again, here's the history of humanity. Summarized in one minute. Take care. God bless. And have a good rest of your weekend. from a good man and friend of mine, Timmy J. Follow him on Instagram at S-W-I-T-C-H-B-A-X. His company, Mountain Folk, is amazing. They promote artists, they create mesmerizing art, and they sell comfy clothing that helps support groups that are fighting against human trafficking. Be sure to follow at F-O-L-K-M-T-N on Instagram, as well as at M-T-N-F-O-L-K-S-H-O-P. And be sure to shop at mtn.folk.shop. This is not a paid ad. Just help good people do good things. Follow Sean on social media at Sean B. Planet. His podcast audio is on the Sean B. Planet channel on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. His videos are on YouTube and BitChute. Live streams on DLive and Twitch. Blogs, links, and other stuff can be found at SeanBPlanet.com.